I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to episode 30 in the fourth edition of the AIC Bible Study video series, New Testament Gospels. In this episode, I continue with more of the I Am declarations unique to the Gospel of St. John and Revelation with two examples, the calming words of Jesus to the disciples at sea in John 6, verses 16 to 21, and owing to its length and complexity, only the first five verses of the I Am the Bread of Life declaration. The remainder of the verses, which conclude the fourth example, I Am the Living Bread, will be read and discussed in episode 31. I urge viewers to watch the opening few minutes of episode 29 for a discussion of the Koine Greek or New Testament Greek origin of the I Am declarations. At the end of the episode, I'll point out where material cited in this presentation is used in the new AIC bookstore presentation, The Gospel of John, annotated and illustrated. The incident here occurs in the days immediately after the miraculous feeding of the 5,000 near Bethsaida on the eastern shore of the Sea of Galilee, which in John 6 verse 1, St. John calls by its first century name the Sea of Tiberias. When we enter the story, they are at sea, passing from the eastern shore of the sea to the western, headed for Capernaum which was Jesus' home base for his ministry in Galilee. Previously, in episode 9, based on Mark 6, verses 45 to 52, I spoke about the same event in the context of St. Mark's theme of miraculous events in the life of Christ, in this case, the first of three demonstrations of his divine power over nature, specifically the calming of the seas. I use it again here because St. John uses it to demonstrate something more than just divine power over nature. The illustration, Jesus walking on water, is an oil on canvas by Russian artist Ivan Ivazovsky, painted in 1888 A.D. from the State Museum of the History of Religion in St. Petersburg, Russia. Here is St. John's account in chapter 6, verses 16 to 21, using, as I always do, unless otherwise noted, the NKJV text. Now when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into the boat, and went over the sea towards Capernaum. It was already dark, and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose, because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. The obvious question for viewers and listeners is why this set of verses is included in the I Am declarations. The answer is that like the first example, Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well of Jacob, nearly all modern translations ignore the original Greek text in favor of a literal-minded rather than spiritual-minded reading. 
as the actual Greek text printed in George Ricker Berry's Greek to English Interlinear, cited in the previous episode, I am, be not afraid, or fear not in some translations. Before the modern era, the meaning was clear. In the early 8th century, the English Benedictine monk known to history as the Venerable Bede, author of the First History of the English Church, wrote in his commentary on St. Matthew 14, verses 22 to 33, that those who heard Jesus in the boat could not have missed the I Am as an allusion to the God who spoke to Abraham in Genesis 3.14. The source is Ancient Christian Commentary on Scripture, Volume 4a, page 220. In the modern era, there is hope of change for the better. The ESV Study Bible comments in the footnotes that the presence of the I Am in the original Greek text, quote, may thus be an indication of Jesus' divinity. St. John's focus is not just on the amazing spectacle of Jesus walking on water. Here, I think it is important to recognize that he did not include the event in his record of signs of Jesus' divinity, which I will discuss in episode 36 through episode 39. Instead, he leaves the focus on how the incident demonstrated to the disciples and to all who will later read his gospel that the Jesus who walked on water calmed the seas and moved the boat toward their destination, or as he writes in verse 21, immediately the boat was at the land where they were going, is the same God, the same divine I Am, who gave the tablets to Moses on Mount Sinai. Both the NKJV Study Bible and the ESV Study Bible refer in footnotes to this movement of the boat and its occupants across the water as, quote, supernatural, unquote. Who else, save the divine I am, could have accomplished such a feat? As I noted in earlier episodes, St. John, throughout his Gospel and in Revelation, displays a remarkable knowledge of and understanding of Hebrew Scripture. The whole scene on the Sea of Galilee, but especially verse 21, has strong, direct Old Testament precedent in Psalm 107, verses 23 to 30. Here the text is from the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. They that go down to the sea in ships and occupy their business in great waters, these men see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For at his word the stormy wind ariseth, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They are carried up to the heaven and down again to the deep. Their soul melteth away because of the trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. So when they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, he delivereth them out of their distress. For he maketh the storm to cease, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they are at rest, and so he bringeth them unto the haven where they would be. The illustration 
Calming the Seas is a miniature illumination in colored inks and gilt on vellum from the Gospel of Otto III, made in the late 10th, early 11th century at Reichenau Monastery, Reichenau, Germany, under the supervision of the monk Leuthar from the Bayerischer Staatsbibliothek, Munich, Germany. For the third example of the divine I am declarations, I am the bread of life in John 6.35, I think it will be helpful for you to comprehend the meaning if I focus first on the context which St. John presents in verses 25 to 34. In these verses, you hear expressions of the Hebrew understanding of Scripture and more on the Hebrew reverence for Abraham as their father, compared in episode 29 to the Samaritan's reverence of Jacob. I will read and discuss the follow-up exchange which comes between the actual declaration in 635 and the fourth example, I am the living bread, in 641 in episode 31. The illustration is my photograph of a detail from one of the second quarter 20th century communion-themed stained-glass windows by Franz Mayer of Munich at St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, Richmond, Virginia, from the AIC bookstore publication, Paintings on Light. The time is the day after the second I Am declaration, I Am, Fear Not. The place is again Capernaum, a town on the northwest shore, the Sea of Galilee, or the Sea of Tiberias, as St. John calls it. It was the town in which Jesus operated during his ministry in Galilee. The audience for the dialogue is a mixture of people who, having been fed by Jesus in the earlier feeding of the 5,000, were seeking Jesus and an unidentified group of Hebrews displaying their knowledge of Hebrew traditions and understandings. Here is St. John's account in verses 25 to 29. Note that Jesus quickly demonstrates his divinity in revealing what he knew about their thoughts and their motives. The illustration, Christ's blessing, is a central detail of a 11th or 12th century or later mosaic of Christ's Pantocrator blessing at the Hagia Sophia, Constantinople, now Istanbul, Turkey. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. This passage is filled with the kind of spiritual-minded versus literal-minded approach of St. John's style found in his gospel and in his epistles and in Revelation. For example, while the people to whom Jesus is speaking are focused on bread in the literal sense, the food which perishes, in verse 27a, 
Jesus speaks of spiritual bread, the food which endures to everlasting life, in verse 27b. As John himself did in his introduction in chapter 1, Jesus tells them of his own role, explaining the spiritual how of obtaining this, quote, food which endures to everlasting life, explaining that it would come through him, using the title he gave himself, the Son of Man, which the Son of Man will give you in verse 27b. He further explains that he received this authority from his Father, because God the Father has set his seal upon him. Later in this episode, I will discuss the audience's misunderstanding of Father. The illustration is Christ Pantocrator, the oldest known icon of Christ made in the 6th century for the monastery of St. Catherine in Sinai under a commission from the Byzantine Emperor Justinian. Obviously, with these words, Jesus has increased their curiosity, if not their actual understanding of his meaning. Staying true to their legalistic, legal-minded tendencies, they ask him a series of questions in verses 28 and 29. What shall we do that we may work the works of God, they ask in verse 28. Jesus replies in verse 29, which words which were not what they wanted to hear, and which raise again the essential disagreement among the Jews concerning his identity. This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. For the balance of the dialogue, leading up to the I Am Declaration in verse 35, I will address them verse by verse. The fixation of the Jews upon signs, by which they mean miracles, which would demonstrate that Jesus of Nazareth was the son of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is further demonstrated by their question in verse 30 and 31. Listen carefully for the tone the conversation is taking on as I add emphasis on critical words. Jesus does not tell us that their words were heeded, but we can assume it from the context. What sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Here we reach the essential point of disagreement between the small audience of Jews and Jesus over the meaning of Father. As I noted in the discussion of the Samaritan woman at the well of Jacob in episode 29, the Jews revered the patriarch Abraham as their father. Jesus' claim to being the son of his father obviously disturbed them. It is useful to recall the prophet Isaiah's warning in Isaiah 6, 9, and 10 against those who have eyes and do not see and ears yet do not hear, which Jesus quotes from in John 12, verse 40. Jesus' reply leads inevitably toward the third I Am declaration in John 6, 35. John writes that Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, 
Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Although it is clear from the context of the rest of the account, they did not really understand his meaning. They reply in verse 34, Lord, give us this bread always. Now at last we come to the actual text of the third I Am declaration. In this single verse, Jesus not only speaks of the bread of life, but alludes to the first I Am saying which was spoken to the Samaritan woman at the well concerning living water discussed in episode 29. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life, and he who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Their heated reaction is the subject of the next episode. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this episode are found at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net, where you will find seasonal and Christian education videos linked from the digital library page, Bible study videos from the Bible study page, podcast versions from the podcast archive page, and for the AIC bookstore publications, a link in the virtual bookstore at the bottom of the home page. Now, items of interest for episode 30 are, first, from the AIC Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, first series, John is the focus of episode 4, and Matthew of episode 14. From the AIC Bookstore Publications, in the Gospel of John, annotated and illustrated, the I Am Fear Not and I Am the Bread of Life are discussed in chapter 6. The special text box on page 83 offers a summary of the meaning of the I am statements and their origin in Koine Greek. In layman's lexicon, words and phrases of interest are again Abba or Aramaic for Father, Father, Heaven, I am, Manna, Miracles, Son of God, and Spirituality. In Christian spirituality and Anglican perspective, the central duality which underlies the first premise of Christian spirituality is explained in part one. In Revelation, an idealist interpretation, there is a text box on the concept of eyes to see and ears to hear on page 36, and several examples of ears to hear, eyes to see in the letters to the seven churches of Asia Minor in chapters 2 and 3 on pages 27 to 44. In the prayer book Psalter, History, Text, and Commentary, Psalm 107 is discussed on pages 249 to 251. In the writing prophets of the Old Testament, Isaiah is discussed and illustrated on pages 13 to 20. Finally, there is Father Ron's blog, which is accessible using links at the top and the bottom of each page. Entries in the blog usually include an illustration. The direct URL address is www.anglicaninternetchurch.net right slash blog with blog in lowercase letters only. 
by clicking on the Follow Anglican Internet Church legend in the right-hand column and afterward entering your email address, you can receive notice of each new posting from our site host, wordpress.com. We do not share information with any other organization. Thank you for joining me for Episode 30. Next time in Episode 31, I will take up the extended, sharp, and bitter exchange which follows the I Am the Bread of Life declaration and which leads to the fourth example, I Am the Living Bread, and I present Part 1 in the fifth example, I Am the Light of the World. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.